Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Good day to you. Welcome to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular podcast. Dustin here, and this is episode number 62 with Jackie Fitrano. She is the customer success manager over at Merit Pages. She also has her own blog and her own podcast, and she has been chronicling her fitness journey on the on her blog there and uh, over on Instagram and all of her social medias. Uh, we'll link to all that cool stuff in the show notes. So uh, she does all these things and some other stuff, and she has a very full life. Um, she's uh, super cool, and I've been a guest on her podcast um, and just appreciated her taking a, taking some time out to chat on uh, this podcast. So um, you can connect with Jackie and all the stuff that she mentions in the show notes below. Uh, definitely always remember to leave us some love and ratings in the iTunes store over on Stitcher. Let us know what you want to hear for upcoming episodes, uh, guests, and topics. Um, and just uh, reach out to us and say something nice. We like hearing from you. We like hearing from our audience. So without further ado, this is episode number 62 with Jackie Fetrano. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the National Center for Student Life, which hosts the National Conference on Student Leadership coming up this fall from November 19th to the 22nd in Washington, D.C. Since 1978, NCSL has trained thousands of students and advisors in heart-centered, values-based leadership skills designed to help drive transformative change within the individual and on campus. I've spoken personally at NCSL for the past five years, and I've seen firsthand how the NCSL conference helps students and advisors apply learning to address the real challenges that are, they're facing on their campus and in their community through this thing they call the NCSL Call to Action Program. NCSL really, it brings together the country's best leadership presenters into one place to give both the students and the advisors this, this, it's, this, this life-changing experience. And I've always been blown away at the level of value received from their conferences. And in addition to hearing from these amazing top-notch presenters, students also learn from each other in this student forum on civic engagement. And I should note, NCSL is the first student leadership conference to offer students the opportunity to earn a digital badge to document their leadership development. So if you're looking for a student leadership conference to attend, I highly recommend checking out NCSL at nationalcenterforstudentlife.com. That's nationalcenterforstudentlife.com. With that, let's get going and get this show on the road. All right. And I, I apologize for being a little bit later and I thought it was just oh. like a meeting I got pulled into late and it went longer don't than I thought it would do. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Yeah. So how is everything going for you? I don't know if you have sort of like the typical higher ed academic year workflow or anything, but we have it's interesting here. Um so we pretty much are kind of on like the same, you know, cycle. We work with colleges across the country. So now that graduation and dean's list are over we're getting that now because there mm. people are distributing um, their stories. So we're kind of like, kind of on a lag a little bit. We're at, right at the end of our crazy, whereas I think people were at the end of their crazy like two weeks ago. Yeah, calming down a little now, um, but you know we're, we're pretty even flow. Yeah, um, throughout the year. So. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Been at two very 
large public institutions before this small private place that I'm at. And right. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's slower than I'm used to anyway. And then in the summer, it slows down even more. So there's like a small handful of students here, like everybody's <laughs> taking their vacation time and it's like nice outside. So I feel like I don't have much motivation to like just sit at my desk and stuff. It's like, I keep wanting, like I need to be here for like a certain amount of time, just yeah. kind of my office hours and stuff. And like, I'll try and yeah. crack the window open, take a walk around. If I've like just been sitting here and I'll just like, you know, try and uh, balance everything. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just weird because this is, I started working July 1 of last year and I kind of, I, I sort of know what to, you know, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I was like when I, you know, came here last year. But yeah, it was just a, it was like kind of a weird jarring because I took a, took vacation time after, um, after the semester ended. So that was kind of whirlwind, like, oh, like I was meeting some of my partner's family and like seeing all these people and kind of being on. And then I come back here and it's like jarring sort of just like quietness, <laughs> which I guess is, it'll be good. I mean, I, I do appreciate it, but and I was just like two extremes within like a few days and all the driving and stuff. And yeah, I know that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on, which is why I'm like getting the cobwebs <laughs> off. Like I usually will like record an episode or two a week or something like I was gone. And with the end of the semester, I feel like it's been at least like a month since I've totally recorded, but that's fine. Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're very, very hospitable. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just get into it and kind of start as we always do. So um, give your introduction of who you are and how you got to be where you are today. Sounds good. Um, so I am Jackie Vitrano, um, my higher ed navigation story. Um, I attended SUNY Geneseo in New York. Um, I graduated in May of 2013 and I started working at Genesee Community College, also in uh, New York, but not to be confused with my alma mater. Um, I started working there a month or so, a month and a half after I graduated. Um, I worked as the web and social media coordinator. Um, so basically I was in the marketing department. Um, we were an awesome department, um, small department, so constantly busy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I was doing web content, social media, everything in between. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was there until um, October of this past, well, I guess this past October, so technically 2014, uh, where I started here at Merit, um, which is located in Albany, New York. Uh, Merit is a software that um, basically provides a network um, for not only higher education institutions, but high schools, honor societies, and tons of other constituents um, to showcase le student learning outcomes, um, student success, student achievement. So it's been really cool. Um, so now I don't work at one college. I work with a lot of colleges, mm. um, which is really, really cool. Um, so now I'm in Albany, and that's, that's my, my journey. Yeah, well, and I'm trying to figure out how to sort of segue things as it sort of makes sense, because I know... Um, I've checked out your blog a lot and a lot recently just cause it's, I just, I appreciate sort of the, the, the candor and the authenticity of sort of how you write and stuff. So I feel like that's kind of a good segue, I guess, into all the different stuff that you do and the stuff we'll talk about for this episode. So, you know, where you're at now, you're in Albany, it was a big move for you and, um, you've written a lot about that in your blog. So I guess maybe just go into how that started and what your sort of um, feelings about just how it's gone and I guess just your thoughts process behind all of it. My blog, well, I've always, I won't say always, I guess for a couple of years, maybe the last five or so years, I've considered blogging um, when I was in college and I was like, I don't really have that much to talk about. Like, I don't know what to blog about. I've watched, I've read so many great blogs, like people are so committed and they're focused on a, on a topic and, you know, I have interests you know, most humans have interests. Um, but I don't feel like I'm especially, you know, I'm not like a 
not a Trekkie. Like I don't have like a special thing that I do yeah. like that I'm obsessed with or anything like that. So I never did. And um, right when I started working at Genesee Community College, I was actually um, living in Buffalo with my parents at the time. And I was on the phone with a friend who had literally just picked up and moved out to LA um, because, you know, that's her personality. I don't think I can ever do it. Yeah. Um, she picked up and moved to LA and she was telling me about her experiences and I was sharing mine. And she said, you know, Jackie, you should blog about this. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. I'm going to try it. And so originally my blog, um, which I took a lot of time to think about the title, it's called uh, Life's Not Like the Movies, But Mine is a Sitcom, um, because really a lot of the time I find myself saying my life is a joke, or I think that I'm like living in a television show sometimes, just with the things that happen in my life. And and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of treat this a little bit like a diary, um, you know, I guess knowing it's public, it's not not totally a diary. There are some things that I don't share in my blog about mm-hmm. my personal life. Um, but it started with the intention of kind of life as a 20 something, you know, transitioning, figuring it out. You know, I moved, I was living at my parents' house. I was working a full-time job. I moved out of my parents' house. I moved into my own apartment for the first time. Um, I was an RA in college. And so, you know, I, I had to learn how to live on my own. Um, and just kind of the things that happened to me, um, I'm not looking to be intellectual. Um, it's very real. It's very raw. And I, I appreciate the compliment, um, you know, on that, just you saying, you know, that you appreciate that form of writing because, you know, I don't go back and do too much editing. I don't have a content calendar for it. It's just what's happening in my life. Um, you know, it, I can go back and read them and I, I kind of laugh at myself for the things that I was concerned about. I, when I first moved into my apartment in Rochester, uh, when I worked there, um, I was writing about how I set off the fire alarm and I freaked out that my fire alarm wasn't actually connected to any fire station. It was just a, well, technically it was a smoke detector and making that understanding of, wait a minute, <laughs> what if I die in my apartment or like learning how to kill bugs or like it just little things that I think all 20 somethings go through or at least some do but don't want to admit that you know they're nervous about and so I'm hoping that you know if anything else you know even if it's just my mom you know constantly being like go get them kid that I'm helping some 20 something realize that they're not the only one that is dealing with you know these stresses of money uh, living on their own you know finding new friends in a new city um, and all those things so it's been a lot of fun um, I realize lately that it's been a little little light so i'm trying to get back into it but it's been a ton of fun um to do it so far yeah yeah it is pretty cool and i feel like it's just and i don't even know if that's where you would think to go with it or anything but i feel like it it would make such a good sort of just you know you you collect all these posts together and like put it together in a book or something because it it is such like it's like a journey like because you're seeing it through over a long period of time because some people just start blogging and it's like you know they're like oh three posts and then it's like five years later they're like oh yeah i have this thing and i should yeah Mm -hmm. um but like yeah you've kept pretty consistent within it i think there is like because yeah like i i had a bunch of stuff sort of ready to go before i left but then I'm now sort of lagging to get back into it because I just hadn't I haven't written in a little while and I'm like all right I gotta get sort of again get the cobwebs out but like I said I appreciate the candor of it and all like the sort of the honesty because it it just is one of those times where it's you know people who are 20 something and they put so much pressure on themselves especially once you kind of graduate from college and get into the real world like you know like expectation to have it all together to know how to do everything know where your life's going you're sort of just chronicling like yeah Mm -hmm. like there's all these little stumbles and fumbles and whatever none of them are like the end of the world and it's just like all the learning that you've done so definitely definitely kudos for that yeah Yeah. i can't wait you know to read it like 
10 years from now to look back at 20 something Jackie and say like, <laughs> pull it together. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like I'm so excited to, to read it. You know, every year on my birthday, I go through and read all my posts and that's hilarious to mm-hmm. do is to read a full year of posts. Um, so if you're thinking about getting into blogging, just jump in. That would be my, my advice to anyone that's considering it. Just jump in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it is, it's, it's just one of those stuff. Cause I, like I definitely encourage, cause I think everybody does have something valid to say, but I think so many people it's like, and it's, it's, it's a hard hurdle I think to get over is that like, like, well, there's so many blogs out there. I'm sure like nobody's going to read. It. And it's like, yes, that is true. And it's like, I think so many people think that it's like they need to have, you know, 10,000 views a month or something to have like any validity of what they're saying. But it's like the fact that you are saying it and putting out there is courageous and it's, it's worthwhile and like just do it. And it really, it should be like that personal fulfillment yeah, thing. But I'll let anyone know my average viewership, I think per day is like, maybe anywhere between like 20 and 50 views a day. Sometimes yeah. it goes up if I have like some sort of clickbait type headline, which I still haven't given in to like, she did this and you'll never believe what happened. Like I'm waiting for something really good. To, just like, always like, listicles. Like, right, yeah. yeah. 10 reasons why. And yeah. so like, but really like, you know what? If 10 people read my blog, if zero people read my blog, whatever, it's for me, um, you know, and it, I'm just willing to put some stuff out there publicly. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I don't put out there. Um, you know, you have to censor yourself a little bit, but um, it's been a blast. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, cause I think people, if people do want to have like a huge, you know, sort of ripple out effect, it's like, yeah, you could like invest a lot of time and stuff in it, but it's oh, like, yeah. you don't have to, it's like, you just write, put it out there and like people will find it and like the right people I think will find it too. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. Get too caught up in all that stuff. Well, but. now I, I guess I have to apologize for anyone that is like, oh, I'm going to go read it and see what she has to say. Cause it's slowly turned into like a money and fitness blog because those have been like the two things that my life has been consumed with is like, getting healthy and fit and also like, oh my God, how am I going to afford rent? Um, so I do have to apologize. If you're not interested in those two topics, um, maybe you want to start like at the beginning when I was like a young, hopeful, like first job, 20 something. Yeah. You got to go season <laughs> one. You can't just jump in at like season yeah. three because yeah, there's so much context around, yeah. you know, season was- three, Jackie, that you'd have no idea. Like, like why is she so worried about but it's like well you gotta go back to see it like the oh. pilot episode was actually even different jackie was actually originally supposed to play the monica character but, but that is, i don't know i love because yeah. i listen to commentary all the time there's always a line like that and that's what i always love it's like actually yeah. jackie interview or like you know audition yes. for the role of monica and i was you know yeah. originally going to be played by emma stone but i chose right you just did so well in your audition they're like she's gonna play you know yeah, okay, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm a Stone will appear in season four, Jackie. I don't know. Right? Yeah, so, just a guest spot or something. It's a mystery. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a mystery, a cameo, um, if you will. Um, <laughs> well, you you mentioned fitness, and again, there's just sort of all this different stuff I want to make sure we get to, and uh, that'll be a good segue mm-hmm. into it. Like you said, that's sort of a big thing of what you're talking about now. Let me just highlight where you're at and sort of the story of how you got to be sort of where you're at with like sort of the fitness stuff is, is sort of I guess a big focus for you now. Oh man, so this is actually a great summary, essentially, of like season two of Jackie's blog. Um, so I, um, I've always struggled and this is like a very like open Jackie conversation is if you can probably tell by my blog, I'm a pretty open person. (laughs) Um, so I had always struggled, um, with my weight and self-consciousness about my appearance and things like that. I, you know, was fortunate, um, never, I guess, labeled as obese. Um, I was definitely, if you had to put me medically on a scale, I was definitely overweight. Um, by about, I would say, you know, if I had to guess, I would say anywhere between like 30 and 40 pounds overweight. Um, so, you know, not 
incredibly unhealthy to the point where, you know, I had to be concerned, but it was one of those things. It's like, Hey, you're, you know, you're getting older and, and these types of things can affect you. Um, and it took me a long time. I, you know, I, once I got to college, it was kind of my sort of like my wake up call. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to do something about this. Um, and this actually was not in my blog, but I, I, you know, tried starting to run a little bit in college, going to the gym sometimes, but I did the chronic thing, which I still do now of, oh, I ran a mile today on the treadmill. I'm going to go get this ice cream and that hamburger and, you know, another slice of cake. And it's like, well, (laughs) that doesn't really work. Um, So, you know, I did a little work in college. I was also fighting off, like, the freshman 15, which I'm convinced does not come from cafeteria food. It comes from cheap drinks at the bar. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm fighting that. Um, and so, you know, whatever, I, I struggled with that. I was always self-conscious. And as I, once I, you know, graduated and got my full-time job, I had more free time, which was crazy because I was the, you know, insane student leader on campus. I didn't have time to breathe and all those things. And now it's like, oh, I have work and I can come home. I could do something. Um, and my friends forced me to sign up for a color run 5k, which I recommend to everyone. And I'm most motivated by not looking like a moron in public. That's one of my motivators, which probably most people are. Um, and so I'm like, man, I can't just like jump into a 5K. I've never run before really in my life. So I started running. Um, and that just got me like weirdly hooked um, on running it totally. Um, I would never do an actual color run again because trying to shower afterwards is like an impossible feat. But I started running and I would just start, you know, running 5Ks and I I remember actually rereading this post. It was from early in my adventure of running, and I was like, you know, maybe, you know, some of my goal is to run, you know, maybe a 10k because um, there was one in Disney, and I love Disney, and you know, maybe my goal will be to run a 10k. And before that year was up, I had run three half marathons, <laughs> so I ran a ton of 10ks, um, you know, in that year. And it's just crazy to think in, about where I was and where I I've been and how I got here. And so between running and um, learning about, you know, better eating habits through Weight Watchers, which I talk about in my blog, if you're interested in that, um, as well as now using um, like at-home fitness programs, which I also talk a lot about, um, specifically the 21-day fix, Um, learning about like clean eating and portion control and those types of things. I'm kind of like, that's been my goal. Um, So now I'm down about 20-ish pounds since almost two years ago, so I'll say about a year and a half ago, still have a ways to go, but, you know, not under, like, I never realized, like, how far I could come or, like, really where I could go, and you'll see that if you read, you know, all the way through my blog, Um, you'll see me get frustrated, you'll see me be upset with my progress, you'll see me say, you know, why, you know, why am I not succeeding the way I want to, and I still run into those problems, Um, but it's been, it's been great, it's been something, it's been basically my hobby and my my thing, you know, and I said before that I didn't have a thing to blog about. Now right. I do. Um, so now it's kind of turned into a fitness blog. I have some like recipes up there if you're interested, um, as well as just like my struggles of half marathon training, my struggles of just running in general, injury, um, all of those types of things. So yeah, it's become like a part of my life, um, which is crazy to me because three years ago, if I, you know, told myself like, Hey, Jackie, you're going to be upset if you miss a workout one day out of seven days a week. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like (laughs) whatever you say. Um, but it's been awesome. It's been a great adventure and, you know, still going, um, constantly doing it with people, finding people that support me. And 
it's been great. It's been awesome. Yeah. Well, just in like some of the things you, you said there, I think is just good advice of just like not being able to outrun a bad diet. Like I think that's like some people like they'll yeah. work out a bit, but then they're like, oh, well, that just gives me clearance to like, you know, eat all this garbage and stuff. But it's like, well, no, you have oh, just yeah. like moderately, moderately conscious of what you're eating and that that'll go a long way. And just like, you don't have to deprive right. yourself of anything, but, um, Oh yeah. yeah well, I, I will say funny. I totally break that habit. Um, when I run half marathons, because I will remember my first half marathon was in Buffalo and after it was over, um, I was actually on Weight Watchers at the time. And when I was on Weight Watchers, I had 26 points to eat per day. Um, for anyone that is a Weight Watcher point calculator, um, my half marathon gave me another 26 points, aka a full day's, of food, day's worth of food again. And I was like, here we go. We had Mighty Taco, donuts, beer. Um, we went out for barbecue. Like, it was just like, you know what, go for it. And that's part of it too, is that. If you, I learned, if you keep depriving yourself, it's going to be a miserable experience. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, go do what I just did and eat, you know, six servings of Mighty Taco and donuts and beer. But, you know, you have to understand, you know, mentally where you are. Um, because if you're upset, if you're stressed, if you're, you know, just constantly basically down on yourself and hating yourself, it's not going to help you improve. Um, and that's something that I've recently learned actually, um, is to, you know, not to indulge all the time, but you know, that handful of M&Ms maybe that you've had once every month is not going to kill you, right. you know, it's, and it's just put it all in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know like there's a lot of easy, simple ways of just, um, like I think that the most transferable way to most people is just having like your one cheat day a week or something like where it's like, okay, yeah. I, like I'm on like a strict, I, you know, however you want to frame it or structure it for yourself for like the six days of the week and then the one cheat day it's like you've you've earned whatever you want like you can have whatever you want and like that's like an easy system yeah, but yeah just um or just it like helps to work out on your cheat day because then you feel a little bit better too. yeah yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> if you'd like do something like that or you know you just Definitely. like take a day off or something but um yeah. yeah and i think just what you're saying of just that again this is what i'm hearing and uh, i won't i don't want to put words in your mouth but just like that it wasn't as if you were like and this is what i want to try to convey to people is that like not to be ashamed of like your body or something or feel like, Oh, I'm ugly or gross. And it seems like you got to the point of where I think everybody should be. Is it like, Oh, I'm getting older. I should do just simple things to try and take care of myself because that's just, you know, it's, it's not like, I'm, you know, people shouldn't just do fad diets and then stop and then do another fad diet. It's like, no, you just, totally. it's, it's everything. Like it, you, like you just sort of incorporate it into your life. It's just part of who you are now is just to yeah. like, you know, uh, be as healthy as you can and not deprive yourself and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. And it's yeah. been, it's been so cool to, I now, I mean, you would read this in my blog too, that, um, I now, um, essentially work as a, a brand representative for Beachbody. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that out loud, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but essentially, you know, it's allowed me to connect with so many people, even just in my, like my circle, if you want to, you know, my quote friends on Facebook, I guess I'll use that as a reference, but you know, my, the people that either I've known for years or the people that I just met yesterday, to get these people reaching out to me saying like, wow, I'm inspired by your story. I really, you know, I'm, I think I'm, I could use some improvements, you know, in my life in terms of my health or my fitness or, you know, I just want to learn to eat better. I want to learn how to eat on a plan. Yeah, I'm right here. And it's, it's been the coolest thing to watch people transform the way I did transform better than I did, you know, just knock it out of the park. And like you said, to get people, to get someone in the mindset of like, I accept myself 
is the coolest thing. And you can apply that to anything. You know, just I actually just spoke with um, on my podcast. We spoke with, with um, the kind of founding members of the essay commits series about mental illness, and you know, getting that to say I accept myself um, and this is my story and sharing that information is so helpful. Um, you know, to so many people, you never know with the, with social media now. You have no idea how many people are watching you and being inspired by you without even telling you. Mm. Um, it's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've done some episodes about uh, sort of the like essay fit sort of community like that. You know, yeah. that's out there. Like, it's and I think there's conveying so much. Yeah, there's it's huge just having that like supportive community around you whenever you're trying to do something. You know, that can be difficult or you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just because it's just surrounding yourself with that good energy and stuff is is awesome. Right. Um, yeah, find a group, run with them. That's why I make those. I make fitness challenge groups all the time. I'm like, this is what's going to keep me on. Yeah. Is when people are doing it too. So I'm always taking new people in and starting challenges. It's super fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, just there's so much stuff I guess we're talking about for this episode, and part of it is sort of like <laughs> zooming out and doing sort of the. The, the balance of it all and everything. But the last thing you just mentioned, yeah. um, you, you just mentioned the podcast. So just go into yes. quickly sort of the story of the, the podcast. It's been, yeah. I know I've been on it. This, we've connected about that. Yeah, so. I was going to say, we're, we're swapping podcasts. Yeah, this is yeah. so fun. Um, yeah, so um, Higher Ed Social um, is a podcast that is now, as of what is today, um, May 28th. Um, it is now 22 episodes old. Um, we're really excited about that because we didn't really I think we'd make it this far. Um, I say we, me and my co-host, um, Logan Bishop, who works at Belmont University. Uh, it started, and like I think Logan and I have two different versions of how it actually started. Um, my version, which is the correct version, is that uh, Logan and I were talking about just podcasting in general. I was It was right around the time when I was listening. I had been listening to podcasts while I was running instead of music not in like a kick of, of listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and it made me itch to do one. And I did the same thing that I, I did with my blog originally where I was like, ah, I don't have anything to talk about. Like I don't have a thing. And I'm like, you know, having a like nonsensical kind of all over the place type of blog, I think is a pass. Like I think people are okay with that, but I feel like having like an all over the place podcast, I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work. And like, I didn't have any technical knowledge. Like I don't know how to start a podcast. I don't know where to record or how to edit. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Logan about this, and I was just like, "Yeah, I've been itching to do one." And he's like, "You know, we could we could start a podcast. Why not?" I'm like, "Yeah, but what? You know, what's the topic there?" And you know, we broke it down, and we talked about higher education because that was one thing that Logan and I had in common. And um, I was like, "Yeah, but there's you know, there's tons of higher ed podcasts out there. There's this super awesome essay podcast that I've heard about, and you know, may one day be on. Um, there's you know, there's so many like." we can't really just jump into that field again. Like it's, it's repetitive. So we chose higher ed social. Um, some people misinterpret social as social media, not what we were going for. Um, we mean social more like the balance. Um, all of us talk about, and you know, we're talking today about we're, we're professionals. We sometimes accidentally let our jobs consume us, um, especially in the nature of some higher education jobs, uh, you know, like resident advisors or like live on positions. They're kind of working 24 seven. And so really who are these people outside of that job? Like who is Jackie Vitrano outside of, you know, the web and social media coordinator at Genesee community college. And so 
we don't prepare anything as, as you can attest to. Um, we don't, we don't give questions. We don't have a direction. We don't like give a theme where it's like, let's talk. Um, and it's been awesome so far. Um, the kind of the overarching theme is just meet the people that work in higher education. And so we have talked to people in all departments, in small private universities, large institutions, state schools, um, and we're constantly looking for new guests. So this is also a plead for guests. Um, but it's been a blast. It's been awesome. I love it. I'm sure you, I mean, obviously you were on the show too. Yeah. I don't remember what episode number, but we have it on the website. Yeah. We'll link to it. Yeah, yeah check it out. Um, but yeah, it's been so fun. And I mean, like, you know, as a podcaster, like, it's just a lot of fun to meet people and chat with them. And Logan's awesome. He is my, my like, savior, basically, because he does all the editing. And I just write the summaries and, you know, make the magic happen on the other end. But he's he's really the mastermind behind everything. He puts everything together. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Logan. Well uh Yeah. Hey, Logan. I, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean I, I I definitely enjoyed it and I think well and that's the interesting thing is that like I, I feel like there is or I, I know when I started I felt like like, oh I'm sure there's a lot of other podcasts that are like this. And I feel like there's not as many or at least not as many consistent ones as I feel like there should be. I think that was like what I realized too, is that there's like a lot out there, but some of them are like just very sporadic or just sort of, yeah. they've sort of hung up their, uh, their microphone as, <laughs> as it were. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, I think it's just, you know, just doubly so for sort of your blog and your podcast. I mean, podcasts are a little bit more evolved, but you can definitely do them on more of a sort of shoestring, like bare bones thing. But it's just, you know, again, I, I just got to give kudos to you for, you know, you, you thought about doing something and you went and did it because I think so many people just like, you know, with a lot of things in their life, they're just like, they just, you know, come up with ideas and just never follow through sort of thing. So, um, and I know for me, like, it's like, I, 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 I didn't feel like I should, it probably will be really interesting. Cause like, I haven't read a lot of the early stuff that I've written like ever. And I'm sure that I'm sure that it'll be funny, but like, I know, uh, for podcasts, like I, I'll like listen to them like sporadically and stuff, but, um, and I just know for sure, because I guess it feels more salient for me that like, I definitely know that it's been like a growth for me in terms of like how I felt and what we did for the early episodes to now. Like, I just remember getting so nervous because especially like my co-host, uh, Tom, like he would set up a lot of the early ones and he was getting all these people where I was like, they're like, you know, they just felt so out of reach and like big personalities and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm getting to sort of virtually meet them. And then like by yeah, you know the nature of that like at conferences they'd be like oh hey like how's it going like you know we did the podcast and um yeah, yeah it was just yeah. so wild yeah it's just like a, it's a it's an interesting cause, yeah because i'm just a fan of the format and i appreciate being a guest on your show you know being invited on but um yeah it's just it's it's really cool yeah i mean it's a it's a neat medium i'm a, I'm a yeah. fan of the medium it's for sure it's so fun and like yeah. we just and like at this point like you kind of mentioned getting guests like that is such a stress for me um and like i just kind of I mean, this is my, my, I guess, inside scoop on how to be on the Higher Ed Social podcast. Um, the easiest way to be on the podcast is just to ask to be on the podcast. Yeah. We always say yes. Um, <laughs> even if you worked in higher education and now you're outside of higher ed, like, yeah, why not? Come on the show. Um, but I also just check out Twitter and see, like, who's talking about what. Mm -hmm. um, it's how I found out, I mean, about the essay commits hashtag. It's how I met, like, people like Ama, uh, you, Dustin. Yeah. And, you know, like, I just, it's like, tweet, tweet, hey, like, I know I'm this creepy girl, but I do this podcast and you seem kind of interesting. You want to be on the show. Yeah. It's been awesome. It's been the coolest like networking opportunity ever. Like I wish we could do like some sort of like 
physical reunion and I could get all of our guests in one room because I think it'd be awesome for them to interact too. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on conversations we've had, it's like, oh yeah, we kind of talked about this already with like this person and it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I think I'm happy to see both of us, you know, thriving. Um, you know, it's been a fun, it's been fun so far. Yeah. I mean, that's the same way. And just what you're saying about getting guests, that's the same way. Like I definitely do appreciate when people are just have had some people just like reach out to be like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this thing. And I'm like, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, even if I can't get like, his the way we're at now, like we took our break in the winter and I like try to really get ahead, like scheduling people out and stuff. And it's been helpful for like the workflow to not like be sort of scrambling for guests. But like, so it's like, yeah, even if I can't get to you right away, like, yes, let's start talking. Let's figure it out. Let's get a time exactly. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So definitely people yeah. just reach out to people. If you've got something you want to talk about, like if yeah. people have these platforms and it's the same thing with like blogging with the, with the SA blog, a lot of, and I think it has established itself as like a very great place that curates like the peer to peer learning that we have. And right. yeah, it's sort of been put on a pedestal for some people, but it's like, yeah, if you just want to write, like reach out and we'll start getting it working. Maybe your stuff doesn't go up right away because yeah. there's a lot of contributing writers and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's all yeah, super awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's the same way. I'll have to plug it too, or else they'll get mad at me. Um, I work um, as an editor for Link, which is a um, online magazine focused on um, higher education web professionals. Um, so, same concept. If you want to contribute, um, you can check it out. It's um, just called Link. It's an online magazine, um, and you can contribute to that too. Same same concept. So that's my my little. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna have uh, yeah, plenty of good stuff in the show notes. Stuff for you, <laughs> stuff for Logan, Higher Ed Social, <laughs> the, the magazine, all that good stuff. It's gonna be great. Um, so now that we've sort of covered everything, and you do do some other things, which I guess you can sort of mention and kind of uh, plug those in as they fit. But so you, you have a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sure a lot of people do just in their personal lives, and then other stuff that's sort of maybe their their side hustles and whatnot. Yes. How do you see it all coming together? How do you balance it all? Like you know, what, what's sort of your viewpoint, I guess, on having all these different spinning plates and what does it give you? Like, what would be some advice, I guess, of, again, just sort of if people want to do certain things and kind of just getting out there and doing them. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously just a very broad topic. I feel like there's like five questions in there, but, um, yeah, yeah, just, I guess, just how all this stuff comes together for you and how you do it. Yeah. So, um, in college, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but in college I was so, busy. I was just doing, 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 and it became normal, you know, to have meeting and then I'm going to this, you know, group thing and then I have class and I have another meeting that I have, you know, an hour for lunch and then whatever. It just became very normal to, to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I, when I moved to Rochester, it, like I mentioned, it was the first time I lived alone. And I was, you know, my main thing was I was working as, you know, full time. And I was running occasionally, and then I started, you know, training for half marathon. Um, but I had nothing really else, you know. I was I I had some friends, so occasionally had plans. But I found myself on the couch all the time watching TV, which I mean is great. But it was so weird to me. I felt like almost anxious. Like I feel like I should be doing something. Like is there something I should be doing? And now, you know, fast forward however many you know months later, and I'm here, you know, doing all these things that we just talked about and more. And, um, you know, I find like I enjoy being busy and maybe, you know, some people do. Um, I'm very type A, you know, if we took all the personality tests, I could ramble them all off. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I enjoy being busy. I enjoy being involved. And so there was a point, and you actually probably have read this in my blog, is that there was a point of like, whoa, pump the brakes. Like I am stressed out about like my personal life, like about like 
my side responsibilities. Like how, how <laughs> I shouldn't be stressed out about this. Um, so it took a lot of organization on my part and, um, it took a long time for me to figure out how to do it the best. But right now, um, for the past couple months, I've been trying my newest organizational technique, which is actually just Google calendar. Um, as complicated as that sounds. And um, on my Google Calendar, I have a lot of different things. Um, it allows you to make tasks, which are great. Mm -hmm. um, so I will just make like to-do lists basically every day like I, and, uh, and plan those to-do lists in advance. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, you know, and so I'm looking at my to-do list for today and it has one, two, three, four, it has five to-do list items on it for a lot of different things. Um, I, between my upcoming fitness challenge group, just to spread the word about that, all the way to, um, you know, stuff that I do for a part-time job that I have, which is um, working as the marketing director for the Rochester Gay Men's Chorus. So I have just these to-do lists every day, um, but my, obviously Google Calendar allows you to make separate calendars, so I use those calendars to just mark important events. Um, so if there's a deadline for something, um, if I have an idea for a blog, I'll put it on a day just so that I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, this event is for my, of my blog. Like this might be a good idea. Um, I have the schedule on there for the podcast, you know, who are we recording with and what day? Um, so that lets me see like, oh man, you know, we're coming up on a week where we don't have a guest. Like maybe I should get on that. Um, and so it's kind of, that's been my organizational technique. I really like to do lists. Um, in terms of getting things done, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, I just wrote a blog post about this actually um, called Hashtag Motivation Monday, why I didn't have Memorial Day plans. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important um, to have a day, a full day of getting things done. And I say that because, you know, you can like block out like, oh, I want to do like a power hour, or, like, you know, a power three hours, whatever. Um, but having that day was something that I haven't had in so long. Like I never decided to say like, oh, okay, this Saturday, I'm just not going to make plans. I'm, I'm just going to get everything done. Um, and so on Memorial Day, I decided that I was just going to, you know, write myself a huge to-do list and get it done. And it felt great to just, you know, plan my day. You know, it wasn't like time scheduled. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to work on the core stuff from nine to 10 and mm -hmm. I work from 10 to 11. But it was, okay, get these things done and you'll, you know, be accomplished and I was and it was great um, but I think the the thing that I've mastered um, that took me a long time to master and I actually apply this to work as well is to make a to-do list in the beginning of the day either the beginning of your work day or the beginning of like your power day or what have you or your, even your power hour make a list and make it realistic understand you know how much time you have to do these things and the resources you have to do these things like if I have to I don't know, get some certain file from you, Dustin, but I know that you're on vacation, like re that's not going to happen. Like I'm not going to get the file because you're not going to respond to me. Um, so understanding like your time limits and your resources, um, also the things around you. I'm really lucky. I live alone. I have a cat. She doesn't bother me much. Um, you know, I don't have children that I have to take care of on a whim and things like that. Um, but once you write your to-do list at the beginning of the day, unless there's some sort of extreme emergency situation, do not edit your to-do list during the middle of the day. Do not add to it, you know, unless, like I said, it's an emergency and something needs to get done. Um, this helps me stay focused and productive because I know, like, okay, I'm going to get all these things done. What's awesome is if you get all your stuff done before your day's over, before, you know, your work day's over, then go ahead and look at tomorrow's to-do list and say, okay, like, I can start working on this now. Um, 
and that was something I didn't really master until halfway, you know, through my, well, not even halfway, but a couple months into my first job. I didn't understand how to like stay focused and get things done. And that was my strategy. And so I use that at work and I use it in my personal life too. And that's why I love Google calendars, tasks, because you can assign a task to a day. Um, and you can also move them around if you want to, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So that's kind of how I get things done really. And it, it works. Some days I, I don't, I don't succeed and it happens. You know, I was either unrealistic or something took too long or I just was watching TV instead. But, um, you know, it's, it's been really helpful for me and crossing things off or checking boxes is like the most accomplished feeling in the world. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, that's cause it's just layers. So I think like, like Google calendar obviously just has so much great functionality to it. And I use, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar sunrise, the app, it's no. sort of it's like a calendar integration thing. So if you have like, because again, it's like you might have five Google calendars because you have five different Gmails for work and personal and whatever. Like, or if you have like a, because um, I needed a way and have now sort of migrated a different way because it's like I usually just use my work and personal Gmail. But I had okay. stuff on like my Apple calendar because that was like the most oh, the easiest yeah. way to sort of have it sync to all my my Apple gadgets and stuff. And then I had my Gmail calendar. And then I also had my work email. But Sunrise just brings it all together. You can nice. like add an event, put it on whatever calendar and set, you know, reminders and all that kind of stuff. But like, so I think like obviously calendars is just, you know, like, u- utilizing a good calendar tool, whatever works best to you is great. But then like what a lot, of, what I love about, you know, the digital layer to it is like you're saying, setting tasks, setting times for those tasks, setting reminders for those tasks. So it's like, right. I could sit right here now. And like when I have podcast guests, I'll say like, all right, we set the date for it. So I need to send them questions. Cause like, I, you know, I like to send questions, send it a week ahead of time. So I could set up all these, like send questions to this person by this date, which is a week ahead of the recording date. And like, that'll just all be pinging me be like, oh yeah, I got to do that. And, like yeah. I can cross it off if I do it early, whatever. But like, it just allows for you to sort of like set up your workflow, set the reminders for it, know what you need to do when, you know, right. and all that. And um, I've utilized for some uh, work engagements that I've had, like with different institutions and organizations yeah. and stuff like um, project management so- software, which sort of takes that to the next level and is like right. especially good for teams and yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, that's definitely that's good stuff. Good advice for balancing everything. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like, cause this is something I struggle with and I don't do. Um, how do you like having your work and your personal life in one place? That's a good question. We're flipping the table here. To... I was going to say, I wanted, I always ask some, ask people this, like every, pretty much everyone I work with, um, has their email sent to their cell phone. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I never have done in any professional setting. And I, don't know how I feel about it because I don't know if I want that much overlap in my life and work. Yeah, so now I like, just I want to just ask you. Yeah, or like yeah, because I think that's one of those things where you feel like, well, maybe I should because like a lot of other people do it or something. But right. and so yeah, like, I mean, it, like, like is that a is that going to benefit me? I yeah, well, I think it's good if you don't do it and you're fine with not doing it because once you do it, it's hard to stop doing it. Um, right. And I, I'm, I'm my brain's easy to or I find it easy I guess to sort of. I don't know, click in and out. And I've gotten some good advice and I think it's helped me sort of like pave the way for where I am now. So I, they gave me a work cell phone here. So I have, I have that number and I have all my work stuff on that. I don't have any of my work stuff on my personal cell phone. And nice. some people like got rid of their personal cell phone and only have their work cell phone, which I thought was Ooh. weird where they're like, but I'm like, I like I have my number. I've had it for a while. And it like, and it just is especially helpful because it keeps things separate. And right. um, yeah, and I think it's it, what the good advice that I got is that like, 
unless they put it forth as an expectation or they're like paying you overtime to be like doing all the stuff that people sometimes do after hours. It's like, there's, you don't have to. So like for a while I took email off my phone. I did, you know, like really kind of unplugged and now I'm sort of circling back where it's like, okay, well sometimes like, and because it has data on it, it's the quickest and easiest way to just check my email to see if like somebody canceled a meeting or something really quick. So like I put it back on there, but there's sometimes, especially if it's after hours and I'm not on call, right work cell phone and I, you know, iPad and stuff is in the bag. I'm not worrying about it and maybe I'll check it, but yeah, I mean, it's, you gotta make those lines wherever you're comfortable. I think is where I'm I'm at now because yeah, I, I, when I was on vacation, still was checking email very sporadically, maybe once or twice a day, like my, my personal email, my work email and some of the other stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of other things that I think I'm going to go into because I've, I've taken, long enough, I think I need to just sit down and write sort of my reflections of like first year as an SA pro first year at this place and sort of some of that stuff. And, you know, I think I'll, I'll try to get some, some of my own candor and honesty in that because, yeah. you know, in all honesty and sort of a teaser for that, it's like, I knew that some of that would not get done if I didn't do it. So right. like to not just come back to a mountain of things to do, right. I'll check my email once or twice a day. Right. Totally fine with me. I don't feel like yeah. it's infringing on my enjoyment of my vacation, but exactly. you know, totally support people who it's like they, when they unplug, they unplug and they are not coming back in one, until they come back. But it's like, for me, I don't want to come back to that mountain of work, but I'm exactly. also not doing the like summer projects that I wanted to, you know, now I'm back in the office. I'm like, you know, I'm going to start chipping away at all those things. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the convenience of sort of living where I work as a resident director, but, um, I'm also after two years of being an RA, two years of being a hall director as a grad, and now this year of being a, a resident director as a professional, it's like definitely edging towards having that clear divide. And I'll still probably do some of the things that I do of like, you know, uh, checking email and whatnot, just because I'm obsessive about it. And that's just how I am. But <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to kind of having a little bit more of that divide and appreciating the time that I have here and being available. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's, I mean, we haven't, I don't, I think it comes up enough because I talk about it, but we haven't done like a specific residence life episode, I don't think so. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's that's just, so it's, interesting. yeah, like it's enough of just like what I talk about and some of the episodes <laughs> that have been just me and Tom, he, he's asked about like RA hiring and um, okay. training and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like we've kind of addressed it, but it would be neat to see somebody, um, well, I guess we've done stuff about like burnout and yeah, I don't know. It's It's been like some of the things that I feel like would come up in a Residence Life episode, but right. I think there's still other stuff that we, we could address. But um, but for the sake of time, uh, we'll sort of we'll start to wrap up here um, in essay chat fashion. What are some final thoughts that you might have that you want to wrap up this episode with and uh, leave oh folks with? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Final thoughts. Um, I guess I've, I didn't really talk much about higher education, so I should probably have my final thought be about that. Um, I guess my final thought would be in terms of like job choice um, or campus choice is to really think about the type of student you want to work with um, and where physically you want to be. Um, those are things that I learned very quickly is that, you know, like you kind of forget when you're job hunting sometimes that like, oh, if I work at like X institution, that means I live in Y city, Um, and you know, starting over potentially, um, just as, you know, coming from the view of a 20 something, you know, we are very like grab everything in front of us. Like if there's a job being offered, like, yeah, I'm just going to take it. And, you know, I, 
I definitely didn't just blindly take these positions that I've worked in. Obviously, I thought about it, but I didn't think all the way through. And this, it sounds like I'm like, oh, I regret my decision completely, which is not what I'm trying to sound like. Um, this is, you know, this is great, you know, working here in Maryland. I love it. Um, and, you know, GCC was great as well. Um, but you forget sometimes about the whole picture. And I learned a lot about, you know, you'll, you'll read this in the blog if you decide to read my blog about, you know, the consequence of moving to a new city um, and learning a new structure of an of a organization or, you know, for in my case, an organization, but also, you know, a new campus, a new group of students. You know, maybe you're in, you know, in my example, I was in marketing. Maybe marketing sits in a completely different world in this new campus um, that you're in. So I think that's my final, like, summary it would be um you know for the 20 somethings out there specifically like to think about everything um and don't be afraid to ask for advice um because that's something i didn't do and i wish i did sometimes because you're not you're not too proud just just ask yeah yeah i think that's good so, yeah because i mean that correlates sort of like if you talk just about your story and the things you've done to like chronicle it and just like uh you know, sort of bringing it home here with the things that you've learned that, you know, I can sort of uh, vouch for that as well. It's just definitely thoroughly vet things because I think, you know, in, in both of our situations, like I'm happy where I ended up and like, you you know, you, you're enjoying where you are now, but there's, there's just always is those things where you're like, oh man, like I didn't know that, like, you know, like you just don't think to ask it and like just really be cognizant of all the variables like you're saying of like, yeah, if I'm working here, then I'm living here, which means I'm this far away from people. Like, because right. I think it's like, yeah, people will like, will get enamored with some, variable or kind of feature about like oh working there is like it'll be so cool because then you're like forgetting all this other stuff so it's like yeah just as part of your journey just like think about it all and like like "Hmm, okay i'm fine with that and yeah just kind (laughs) of go forth and yeah yeah. um yeah, yeah so yeah that's good stuff um so yeah so all the stuff we talked about like i said in the show notes so check that out and uh yeah, Jackie, thank you so much for sitting down thank and chatting. This is, this is great. Yeah, um, this is a ton of fun. Yeah, so I will talk to you later. Take care. Sounds good. Bye. Right, bye. Thank you so very, very much for listening to this awesome episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. Now, we'd appreciate it if you click on over to the iTunes store and leave us a rating and review for this podcast. It helps us reach a wider audience and helps more people hear all the awesome things we talk about every single week. So we'd really appreciate it. Just leave a rating review, and we will see you next time on the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast.